Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I am very excited about today's episode. We're talking about a really favorite topic of mine that I don't think I've ever really spoken about in the exact way that we'll be discussing today. And how this episode came about was... Last week when I was recording the episode about romanticizing life, there was one topic that I touched on that as I was saying, I was like, ooh, this is something I want to explore in more depth in a future episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you don't need to in order to have all the context you need for this episode. But essentially, I talked about this practice that I've been doing for basically my whole life in different ways. And it brings me a lot of comfort and helps me to feel to some extent in control of the way that I react to different events and circumstances in my life. And I say to some extent because, of course, there are bound to be many, many scenarios where I'm not in control of my reaction and that's okay. But I started doing this practice more prominently, I guess, when I started to notice that the stories I was telling myself were having a huge impact on my life experience, my mental health, and sort of the lens through which I saw the world. And I don't really have a name for it personally, but something that I've seen in different manifestation teachings and online is this idea of scripting. So essentially creating narratives around specific circumstances in life or writing in a specific way that is geared towards experiencing your desired reality. And we'll get into that a little bit more as we go through the episode. But what I said in last week's episode was that I really lean into this practice when I'm trying to make sense of or even reframe something that I'm struggling with at any given point in time. Something that is going on either internally or externally that is leading to ongoing feelings of disappointment, discomfort, or hopelessness. Not by the way, with the intention of bypassing these experiences or emotions. But when I began to reflect on why I've done this and why I find it to be helpful, what came up is that quite often when I'm feeling discouraged by some situation or circumstance, 
I'm giving that specific event a lot of power and control over my emotions, over my self-esteem, and my general life outlook. And you may be surprised to know, or you may not be, I don't know, that I was, I had a pretty negative outlook for a really long time. And I think part of that was as a result of the stories that I told myself that I heard in society, in my immediate community, and that really influenced the way that I saw the world. And when I began to question those stories and ask myself, is there anything else available to me than this way of seeing things? Because I'm not enjoying myself. That's when I started to lean into practices like what we're going to be talking about in this episode. I never want to frame anything that I share on this podcast as a solution for never experiencing difficult emotions like disappointment or, you know, feeling discouraged or stuck or deflated because as far as I know, those those things are not necessarily going away. And I really don't think the goal for me is to experience a life where I never have that contrast of emotion. And so, you know, I think at the beginning of when I started to really look at life differently and lean into some spiritual practices and mindfulness, it was with the intent of managing external circumstances and trying to avoid difficult emotions. Whereas now I've come to the point where my objective is more so to find ways to navigate those difficult experiences and to shift my orientation towards them. For me personally, trying to control my external circumstances and trying to control my life direction and all of these things in general has only really led to frustration when things aren't necessarily looking the way that I want them to or that I expect them to, and also when things happen that are difficult. And so the realization you know, that I've come to is these things, these circumstances, these events, these challenging emotions are going to continue to come up. They're going to continue to happen. And what if I was able to play around with, again, the reaction that I have or the meaning I give to them? So rather than allowing circumstances that I can't change in the moment to tell the story of my downfall or my defeat Or to reinforce narratives like, I'll never be good enough, for example, that was a very common one for me, or narratives rooted in the belief that I'll never experience life in the way that I want to and that everyone else has it better than me, and things like that. So rather than allowing certain circumstances to reinforce narratives like those that I just shared... Why not allow them to tell the story of my resilience, my belief in myself, and the possibility of something better? Because for all I know, 
what feels really difficult, what feels really challenging, or a period where I feel stuck or like nothing's happening, or maybe even getting rejected by something or someone, having a breakup, any circumstance that feels difficult in the moment, for all I know, that may set me in a new direction that I'll later be able to have an understanding of why that circumstance was important or how it fed into the overall narrative and getting me to where I am now. And I've experienced that cycle a number of times where something has been very difficult in the moment. I've later been able to look back and see how it fed into my overall narrative and in some circumstances be very grateful for how that fed into where I am now, for example. That's happened to me enough that I've been able to sort of remember that when I'm going through something, when I feel stuck, when I feel disappointed, is that I never know, you know, what's coming next. And it doesn't mean that I have to necessarily feel great about certain things going on, especially when they're difficult. And it doesn't necessarily mean that in that moment I have to reframe and, you know, try to be positive. It's just the realization that I don't have to use difficult circumstances or certain events or challenges or difficult emotions to reinforce negative stories I tell myself about the world, about myself, about what's possible for me, about other people, and so on. And to take that a step further, as we'll discuss in this episode, not only do I not have to use these circumstances to reinforce negative stories I tell myself or limiting stories, I can actually use them to tell a supportive story about myself, about my life, about my resilience, for example. And so that's really what we'll be talking about in this episode. The reality of telling ourselves stories about the world, about what's possible for us, etc., is it consumes a lot of creative energy from my perspective because we are imagining things that haven't happened yet and we're doing so in a way that is not really helpful or supportive or expansive in any way. So I always like to look at that and recognize how much energy and creative energy specifically is being lost to imagining the worst case scenario for example. And then I like to ask myself, well, how could I take all of this energy, all this creative energy and put it towards something that will bring me comfort in this moment, something that will perhaps give me a little bit of hope or at the very least something that will exercise this creative energy in a way that is pleasant and expansive and maybe even fun and playful. What I've found is that in doing so, in being intentional about the stories that we tell ourselves, in becoming the director and an active participant in our own life story, despite not necessarily changing our external circumstance, it has the ability to completely change my orientation towards my circumstance or circumstances and the meaning that I give to them. So Perhaps before I allowed being rejected by something or someone to be a data point 
that feeds into a story that says I'm a failure or I'll never get to where I want to go or, you know, other people are better than me because they're not having this experience of constant rejection, etc. Or, for example, I'll allow an awkward social interaction to tell the story that everyone secretly hates me and finds me annoying. So I'm taking isolated incidents and external circumstances that are possible to happen to anyone, anywhere, at any point. They're natural parts of being alive. And I'm using them as data points to tell stories about myself that are quite often to my own detriment. Now, rather than doing that, I can at the very worst have a more neutral stance. And, you know, like I said, rejection, for example, is a natural part of life. And what I've noticed is often a consequence of putting yourself out there. It doesn't have to mean anything about who I am or my ability to be successful if I don't let it. And similarly, awkward social interactions happen and not everyone gets along. Not everyone is going to connect in the exact same way. And ruminating and fixating on everything that comes out of my mouth to be likable is a waste of time. And quite often, people are thinking about themselves more than they are about me anyways. Here's the thing that I have observed about my stories and the things that I tell myself is that they don't come out of thin air. They're often rooted in a past hurt or pain that I haven't fully healed or that I haven't interrupted and overwritten. And so I'm allowing these past experiences to continue to tell the story of my future. Even if my current life circumstance is completely different from when that original wound was created. I'm still allowing that to kind of operate on a loop and again tell the story of my future. So if you are anything like me and you find that the stories that you tell yourself aren't often in your favor and you want to kind of regain some agency and as the title of this episode suggests become the director of your life story and the main character then you're in the right place before we go any further i just want to provide a little outline of what to expect from this episode or what's coming next so i've really been enjoying sort of laying the foundation for my episodes with some definitions. So we'll start there. Then I'll provide a little outline for how I approach this practice of writing my own narrative or life story. And then I will share some examples, some specific examples of ways I've used this practice in the past and what outcomes that's led to, and then how I'm currently using this practice. To me, the idea of becoming the director and the main character in my life is reclaiming some agency in the stories I tell myself about, again, both who I am 
and why I'm here and also the stories I tell myself about the world and other people. It's the first opportunity I'm giving myself to, you know, question some of the narratives that I may have grown up on and that may be circulating in my immediate community, especially when I feel on some level that I don't agree with some of those narratives. And again, giving some agency back to myself to begin to create my own script and find my own way of navigating this vast and expansive reality. Because when we don't allow ourselves to take some of that agency back, For me, that feels like I'm limited to what I've already experienced, to what I've witnessed. And if I don't like that, then where does that leave me? So not only am I no longer outsourcing perhaps to the extent that I have in the past, my self-image to circumstances or events happening in my life, But I'm also no longer outsourcing my beliefs and stories and narratives about myself and what's possible for me and this reality to other people, to stories that I've grown up on, for example. Now, I wanted to form a more clear definition of this practice, if you will. And as I mentioned, the closest thing to this idea that I found is what I often see referred to in manifestation as scripting. Whenever I would talk online about, you know, pretending to be a sim and playing around with the character I play, people would often comment that they did this and they called it scripting. Now, I wasn't able to find an official definition of scripting, but I kind of looked on a few different sources and... The definitions were very similar to one another. And so to my understanding, it's a form of reflection and a writing exercise where you write about your desired reality as though it's already happened. So the ways that I've seen this most commonly used is through sort of a form of gratitude journaling. So something along the lines of, I'm so grateful for this beautiful home I'm living in, for example, and then going into detail on that. So again, the desired reality is living in a beautiful home and then writing about it as though it's already happened and you're living that reality and kind of getting a clear picture on what that reality feels like and then using this practice on a regular basis. And what I would say about this way of approaching things is I definitely used to do things in this way, but what I always found was, especially when the statements felt so distant from what I was currently experiencing, I didn't really believe what I was writing down. And for me, that is something I've identified as extremely important for my own process is belief. And I generally find that when I'm identifying and writing down my desired reality, I have a lot more success when in the moment I can believe whatever it is that I'm writing down is available to me in the future and ideally in the near future. 
I'm not really someone that can create these big lofty goals that feel really far removed from where I currently am and have like an orientation of openness to that big lofty goal. I find quite often if I write something down that feels really, again, distant, my immediate sensation is like rejection or that's not possible and that's what I start to loop on. But what I find is if I am writing down a set of desires in a specific area of my life and those desires feel believable on some level, then my orientation towards my desired reality is eagerness, excitement, and anticipation. And what I write down can and often does represent something that feels slightly out of reach, but still having that orientation of openness is important for me and I've found that to be really effective. And an effective way for me to kind of test this and see if I am open to something that I desire is just writing it down and seeing what direction my thoughts take and seeing how I feel in my body and you know noticing any immediate stories that I start to tell myself how I used to approach these practices was I would just put really lofty big huge goals that I just thought I should want like for example becoming a millionaire and then I would write that down and it just would feel impossible in that moment I would start to automatically go into the narrative of why I couldn't have that and why it's not possible and it wouldn't feel good in my mind or in my body. So this is all to say that if you have been approaching things in such a way where you are writing down big goals as though they've already happened and you're just not feeling great about that practice like I wasn't, you know, I I tried doing things that way and it just didn't, it, it wasn't an extremely effective practice for me, then you may resonate with this little tweak that I've found has really helped me, which is to take my actual current set of circumstances and weave them into a story from the perspective of my future self who is experiencing my desired reality. So we are still integrating that future self who is experiencing what it is that we desire, but we are integrating into the story the current chapter that we find ourselves in. And there are so many reasons why I love to do it this way. I think the first is that it allows me to make a connection between my current circumstance and what it is that I desire. And it helps me to see that it's still possible to get to that point because I'm, you know, sitting down and creating a narrative of essentially getting from point A, which I'm at right now, to point B, which is where I want to be. And I'm forming those connections. And in doing so, I'm kind of showing myself through this story that it is possible to get there. And that's a little bit different for me than just repeatedly expecting myself to get somewhere when it feels very far from where I am right now and not really having a clear understanding of how that's going to happen. 
There have been so many points in my life, and I'm sure in your life as well, where I've found myself in a situation that I never thought I'd arrive at and, you know, looked back at former versions of me and I've wished that I could tell myself not to worry so much and that it's going to be okay and that it's going to turn out okay and that I'll, you know, I'll figure it out. Things will work out better than I could have expected, etc. So this is kind of reverse engineering that process and giving myself that reassurance in the moment, even when things aren't necessarily going the way that I want them to and I don't feel like I have that connection with that end goal and it's feeling maybe a little bit hopeless this is a way of providing myself with that reassurance in those moments okay so here's a little updated definition bearing in mind everything that I just shared which is that this practice is about creating a narrative about a current circumstance from the perspective of my future self who has what I desire or perhaps who has solved a problem that I'm currently experiencing. And like I said, quite often this is done to relieve some of the discomfort as a result of the circumstance or to interrupt a story I'm telling myself that I've identified as not helpful or to my benefit. So I imagine this is like a subset or variation of scripting, but that's just how I relate to this practice and sort of what works best for me. Now, before I get into how I approach this, I have two notes. The first is that my kind of overview of how I like to do this is intentionally vague and non-prescriptive because... I always find that the minute something is really prescriptive and it's like you have to do this, 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 and this, I become too attached to those steps. And if it doesn't really work for me in the exact way that the person has shared it, quite often what I'll find is I use that to form a narrative about myself and how it's not possible for me to stick to things and it's not working for me, so it must be something to do with me. I think when things are left a little bit more open-ended, it allows me to make something my own and it actually kind of forces me to make it my own. And then that kind of eliminates that narrative that I find myself getting into a lot, which is, well, I don't like this routine. It doesn't work for me. There must be something wrong with me, X, Y, Z. The other thing that's important to mention, because Sometimes when I share certain things that I like to do online, I'll get comments like, oh, I've been doing this for years and, you know, you didn't invent this. I'm not claiming to. I'm not claiming ownership over this practice or really anything that I share here. And I'm certain that the way I approach this is heavily influenced by teachers I've had along the way and books I've read and content I've consumed and so on. So with that said... Let's get into it. Now, in a perfect world, it'd be as simple as taking a narrative that you've acknowledged isn't the most supportive and just flipping the script, hitting delete, erasing the file, and starting fresh. Now, as we know, sometimes it's not as easy as that, although maybe sometimes it is. But what I find is that oftentimes the repetitive stories I tell myself are rooted in some deep insecurity or fear. So getting familiar with what that fear is 
so I can begin to neutralize it is really helpful because what I found is without being aware of some of the fears that are underneath the stories I tell myself, I just let them run on a loop and I'm not actually checking in and questioning the validity of those stories. So if I notice that I'm really looping on some negative or self-deprecating story about a specific area of my life, just asking myself sort of what lies underneath that story and how maybe a fear that I have is informing the story I'm telling myself. And then also getting into the habit of questioning those stories, asking if I actually know this to be true and if there are any other possible outcomes besides the ones I've come to expect. You know, a good example of this for me and one that I've found to be a recurring theme over time is social interactions and the stories I used to tell myself about social interactions and sometimes still continue to. What I have realized through, you know, therapy and self-reflection and different interactions is that I have a lot of wounding around, you know, friendship and... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Socialization, I think so many of us do. I don't think it takes a lot to have those insecurities. And those fears, for example, of being rejected, being embarrassed socially, being excluded, they inform a lot of the stories I tell myself. And they're not always rooted in the actual situation. Sometimes it's a rumination on perhaps a situation that reminded me of something that was painful in the past 
but that if I were to actually unravel that a little bit was more than likely a completely different situation. I would find that anytime I met someone new and you know in fact still to this day when I meet new people, when I interact with new people, the majority of my energy after that interaction is reinforcing a narrative that I'm not likable, that I'm too much, that I talk too much, that I was too annoying, that I said the wrong thing. And quite often that's not the case at all. And I've discovered that through having conversations about people's first impression of me. And it's often very different from the one that I had in my head, which tells me that I don't always need to give so much attention and overthink my social interactions and whether or not I was likable. And in that case, because it is a deep core wound for me, flipping the script and trying to think of myself as the most likable person in the world and, you know, believing that everyone loves me and everyone's going to accept me and celebrate me, that doesn't always feel accessible either. And to be honest, I don't necessarily think that I need to have that story about myself or my social capabilities, but I think just neutralizing the rumination and the overthinking for me is a good place for me to be with respect to that specific scenario. So the question is essentially, how can I reframe what's happening to me now to actually shift the story I'm telling myself about what my current set of circumstances mean. Because again, present circumstances don't always mean a specific outcome. There are so many possible, infinite number of possible outcomes of a specific event or circumstance, and it doesn't help to continuously expect the ones that reinforce these limiting or negative ideas about ourselves and the world. Another example of this would be, you know, experiencing romantic rejection. And the only outcome of that isn't being forever single. But that's just the one that makes the most sense in the moment and in some situations reinforces the idea I have about myself and what's available to me. But I think reclaiming some of that agency and becoming more of a director in my life story is about asking if the story I'm telling myself is one that I want to continue to carry with me. And if not, this is where I consider shifting my attention to a new possible outcome. And that new possible outcome is in this case for me, going to be rooted in where I actually want to be, what my values are, what my intentions are, and my deepest desires. So it's kind of like changing the destination in the GPS. And when I'm looping on these limiting or negative stories, the destination is this place that I feel is inevitable of me having all these outcomes that I'm not happy with. So shifting the story is about changing the destination and starting to form a story and a narrative around my values, intentions, and desires. And then 
starting to orient myself in that direction. So it's starting with the desired end in mind. And so the first thing that I like to do when I actually begin to engage with this practice is to visualize and maybe even write down and outline the ending of the story or even a point further along in the story. So in other words, this is the destination, the desired reality. And knowing that in real life, this just represents a point in time and not actually an ending, but it's what I'm going to be building my story up to. It's a version of myself that is living in alignment with my values or living some aspect of my desired reality. So I find it helpful to ask myself, you know, what does this version of me look like? How does this version of me speak, think, behave, spend their time? Who are they surrounded by? What kind of opportunities are they experiencing? And really to get familiar with that character, recognizing that this person is no better than me, they're a different expression of who I already am. It's just that I've opened the book to a different page where I'm maybe at a place that I actually desire in some capacity. So getting familiar with that and then asking basically how do I write how do I write in the chapter I currently find myself in and how does that feed into the overall story so how does where I am now lead me to that version of myself and what does that story look like and what does this chapter actually mean in relation to the overall story knowing kind of how it's going to shape out How, for example, does the future version of me feel about this current chapter, about this current version of me? So this could be written like in a story, if that resonates, or it could be like a letter from my future self about the current chapter I'm in and providing context and reassurance to where I currently find myself. I think starting with that foundation of these two points in time where I currently am and where I want to be helps to kind of just build the story from there. And like I said, I really love doing this because it makes me feel like I have a connection with that version of myself and it makes me feel like where I'm at makes sense and it's actually a vital part of the story. And This doesn't have to be like a fully fleshed out novel or anything. Like I don't consider myself a great storyteller by any means. And it's with no intention of ever sharing these stories or publishing these stories. It's just for myself. But it can honestly even just be a couple of sentences or a couple of paragraphs. And honestly, I just find that this is a really nice creative exercise and makes me feel a bit comforted. And It doesn't mean that my external circumstances in that moment have to change. But again, forming the story I tell myself and having a say in the story I tell myself about those circumstances. So as promised, I want to share a couple of examples of how I've done this in the past, what that's looked like, as well as how I'm doing this now. So these themes are not going to be new if you've listened to this podcast for a while, but The three areas that I kind of wanted to discuss are 
dating life, work life, and sort of home and environment. Now, these are areas that I wanted to discuss because the stories that I've told myself in each have drastically changed. And as a result, also my external circumstances have drastically changed. And what's interesting is that many of the aspects of the stories that I would tell myself began to actually materialize in different ways in my life when I shifted things. And in a lot of cases, things turned out better than I could have imagined or expected. And things never turned out the exact way that I expected or that I articulated in some of my stories. But certain aspects of the hopes that I had and the desires that I had did materialize many in, like I said, ways that were better than I could have expected. So the reason that I say that and really the theme of this whole episode is that the stories that we tell ourselves matter and they shift our orientation to life and in my case have made me much more open to being hopeful and joyful and expanded by life and in many cases I've been surprised by how things can turn out in a favorable way despite past experiences that I've had which only leads me to being that much more motivated to shift those stories and narratives when I do feel them moving in a negative direction. Okay let's start off with the stories I used to tell myself about dating and my ability to be in a romantic partnership and how I started to shift those and how that shifted things externally. So for a long time, like I would say up until I was like maybe 21, 22, my entire experience with dating was not enjoyable. I would say overall not enjoyable. And my relationship with myself wasn't very good. I didn't have high standards or really standards at all of how I should be treated or, you know, what I wanted to bring into a relationship and a version of myself that I wanted to be in a relationship. The stories I told myself were rooted in the belief that I wasn't attractive, I wasn't desirable, and I was never going to actually be happy in a relationship and that I would always feel this undertone of like, this isn't right, or I would always have to sacrifice certain aspects of my being. And, you know, I always just felt like other people could be happy in relationships, but that would just never happen for me. If I did find myself in a relationship, which I didn't ever think I would, but if I did, I thought that it would just be one where I had to just bend to that person and I had to really fight for them to want me. That was like probably the biggest thing was I had this narrative and this belief that I had to really fight for attention and that was the only way that I was going to successfully be in a relationship. Was this period of my dating life enjoyable? I'm sure you know the answer. No. I had... Some of the worst anxiety surrounding dating during that time, really low self-esteem. I just wasn't enjoying it at all, as I'm sure you can imagine. Like, that would not be an enjoyable experience. 
to constantly feel like you have to fight for attention, to be like desperate for even breadcrumbs in a relationship, and to feel like that was all that was really available to me because I'm not a desirable person. So like I have to work extra hard to be desired in a relationship. The catalyst for shifting this narrative and as a result, the way that I oriented myself towards my dating life was one specific relationship that I just like I've talked about it before it was just like one of those things where I was like I cannot do this anymore I cannot I could never see myself being happy in that way and you know what coincides with wanting to shift those stories is the belief that like hey I actually think that I could be a little bit happier and that this is not it and that I feel only comes from within. I never had anyone tell me that. It was just discomfort and that constant anxiety to the point of being like, this cannot be the way that I spend the rest of my romantic life. Please and thank you. In my case, quite often I have to get to that point until I, or I guess in the past I had to get to that point. Now I'm much better at catching myself before I like kind of spiral. But in the past, I had to kind of get to this rock bottom with things before I actually was motivated to shift things. And that's what happened with respect to dating. Now, I didn't immediately like shift that, but I was committed to working on it and to questioning myself when I had those narratives about my own self-worth and, you know, my own desirability. It really just started with that, with questioning that and then beginning to articulate what it is that I desired. And I did a whole episode on this. I talked about like the specific way that I wanted to feel about myself in a relationship, what I was looking for. And just writing that down helped me to be like, oh, like why would I ever believe that that wasn't possible? What, where along this story did I develop the narrative that I don't deserve those things and then kind of being able to hit reset and reclaim some agency over that story and I remember writing down over and over and over again like don't settle you deserve better you may feel uncomfortable right now but it'll all be worth it etc etc so how I actually used what we're talking about this kind of exercise that I've shared in this episode is I used to write myself stories or letters from the perspective of someone who is in a happy healthy relationship and I would specifically write myself reassurances and sort of be proud of myself and articulate that in letters for working on this, for being willing to shift this, for being willing to interrupt this pattern and having gratitude for that version of me and recognizing how it led me to that future version of myself. So the version of myself that it was in a happy, healthy relationship before I even experienced that. So I was like writing the letter from that perspective. Another area where I found myself using this kind of practice a lot was in my career. So I haven't talked about this in a while because it feels like it's been so long since I was in this situation, but there was a period of time where I was working in 
kind of corporate jobs and that was when my mental health took a really steady decline not just because of the job by the way for different reasons but I specifically was really unhappy in the job and because so much of my life had been building up to that job meaning I had gotten the education for it I had done several work terms with that specific company I had put a lot of time and effort and energy and all of these things into getting to that point in life. Not only that, but all of the stories I told myself about what it means to be successful and all of the stories that I heard societally and otherwise supported the fact that I should not be unhappy in my current situation. And because I was, I felt like there was something wrong with me I had some internal deficiency. I just needed to kind of like figure that out and get on board with this situation. And I remember even like talking to people that I worked with. One specific person, I can remember the conversation so clearly where she just said like, kind of suck it up and like, don't complain. And, you know, I do get that in a way, but that's not really the point of this story. The point of the story was me coming to a point where I realized similar to the dating experiences, I am actually deserving of and capable of being in a situation that I, from a work perspective, that I don't hate and that I don't dread every single day and that doesn't take a serious toll on my mental health. And, you know, you're in this really good situation and in that situation, it can be hard to tell yourself a story that you can even do better because, you kind of feel like you should be happy where you are. So even shifting those stories was kind of difficult. But the stories that I wanted to begin to establish for myself as it related to work and career is that it was possible for me to have the freedom and flexibility that I desired and to be doing something creative and exciting and fun and playful and still be successful to be financially supported doing so and like I said that did feel like a particular challenge to adopt those stories and those narratives for myself because from my understanding when I was in that position that type of job didn't really exist and if it did it wasn't possible to be financially successful so it kind of required me working solely based on my own beliefs and my own desires but slowly over time as I started to shift the stories I told myself about my own life and about the world and what was possible and I began to see more examples of people who were living in this way and that kind of provided the evidence to support this new story that I wanted to tell myself that started to shift and again I would write to myself in this chapter where I was really unhappy from the perspective of the version of me that was living my desired reality with respect to my career and I would reassure myself and I would try to provide context for what I thought this chapter kind of meant in the overall picture and of course I don't have the overall picture in the moment but I can make an assumption about how where I am currently will feed into where I'm going So even though I wasn't necessarily happy in my current career, I could 
have the narrative that the situation that I was in currently was giving me the skills and the knowledge and the connections to move to the next phase of my career and, you know, that I was building up the resilience to perhaps become self-employed and have more freedom and I was collecting data and I was learning and all of these things began to make sense when I had this final destination in mind of having that more creative, you know, flexible lifestyle that had more freedom, etc. And it made me feel a bit better and a little bit more settled in my current situation or at the time, my current situation. Now, actually being self-employed, having that freedom, having that flexibility and having that feeling of stability that I once desired, I can look back and in fact see that, you know what, that is the case. I can be grateful for that chapter and I can understand how it fed into where I am now, the skills that I learned, the resilience that I built and the faith that I built in not allowing narratives to, I guess like external narratives or societal narratives to determine how I was going to move forward and not allow people telling me, oh, that's not possible. Oh, that's impossible. That's really hard to do. You're not going to enjoy it, etc. And not allowing those things to stop me from moving forward. And that's been a very valuable skill even now. And even though I'm in a place that at one point was like my deepest desire, of course, I'm always shifting and I'm always evolving, which means that now I am creating new stories and I'm in a period now where, you know, I wanted to mention how I'm using this practice in my life now, where honestly things are feeling a little bit stagnant or like I kind of feel like I'm in somewhat of a, like a flop era, to be honest, for lack of a better word. I just feel a little bit like all over the place and creatively the last few months has been a bit challenging and even still... I'm weaving this chapter that I'm currently in that doesn't necessarily feel 100% aligned to where I want to go. I'm trying to see the value in that. I'm weaving that into my overall story. I'm appreciating that being able to sustain periods of discomfort is extremely valuable to my career and that resilience that I'm building. And so that's kind of how I'm using that now. I'm still, even now, looking ahead in my career, articulating that kind of final destination. And even though there are times now that I feel a little bit stuck or uncomfortable or like things aren't exactly moving in the direction that I like had hoped or I'm comparing myself or whatever it may be, I'm looking ahead and I'm having an understanding and I'm telling myself the story of why this chapter is important. And I can also, because I have this podcast and because I have this online space, do something kind of fun, which is I can imagine my future self recording an episode about this current chapter that I'm in and, you know, talking in a similar way to what I just did about my past experiences. So being like, wow, I was in this period where I didn't know how things were going to turn out. I felt a little discouraged. I didn't know what direction was best to take. I felt a little lost, etc. But 
I had faith in myself. I believed that I could continue moving forward, building that momentum, being creative, and look at where I am now, for example. And I think that's really fun. Even using real life things that I do as an example of how that story would look. So me recording a podcast episode in the future, looking back at where I am now. So who knows? We will perhaps be here in another six months looking back at this current chapter and having new reflections and having new insight to where I am now. So that is the end of the episode. Today was a little bit longer than usual, but I loved this episode and I hope you did too. Hope that you found something helpful. Please share your thoughts, comments, feedback, either Right on Spotify, you can use the Q&A feature or the anonymous submission link that will be in the show notes or just send me a DM. I try to respond to all of them. So that is it for today. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.